Welcome to Seizure Salad with test subject Micah B, a salty, slightly cynical account of neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Seizure Salad, this is your electrostatic meat sack and host, Micah B-Side. And once again, I have the pleasure of being with Lee from uh, the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. Lee, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. Uh, Lee is the mental health coordinator and the Hispanic outreach director for um, the foundation. And uh, she does amazing things. She's a lot of the programs she's involved with deal with the mental and emotional tolls um, and, and struggles that a lot of people with epilepsy go through. You and I had a great talk the other day about some of your misadventures. And I'd had a few seizures earlier this week and over the weekend. So it was really good to um, learn about and delve into a lot more of these uh, programs that you guys offer. And so today, uh, Lee and I felt that it'd be a great idea to start going into depth about some of these programs uh, that we had mentioned last time. And uh, for those of you who may have missed the last series uh, with the Epilepsy Foundation with EPCO for short, uh, you can find out all the information and learn about their programs online at epilepsycolorado.org, epilepsycolorado.org. And uh, Lee and her teammates will have a lot of answers um, and a lot of programs to check out. So you can see the full list of those um, on their website. Now, today, we're going to dive into two of the programs um, that you are directly involved with and happen to be uh, greatly passionate about, which is always cool when the director is very passionate about what they're um, working and, and being involved with. So today, we're going to... Um, speak about these two. The first of which we're um, going to be speaking on is the peer support program. And um, as I was reading, and as I, you had explained, this is one of your newer programs and uh, one that you are particularly passionate about. Um, now, let us know, how did this program start? And uh, what's the underlying idea or focus of this program? Well, this program, wow, it's been going for about six months now. And when I came aboard about a year ago, um, the foundation, the staff here had mentioned that program and said we didn't have anything started, but we wanted to create something where you could have a mentor and a mentee, meaning we can pair up two people who have similar experiences and just have them support one another. And we really... That's really all we had. We really didn't know what we were doing and just thought we would try it out. And from there, we had actually heard about this program from the Epilepsy Foundation of Northern California. And so I decided to reach out to them and get a little information. And then we just made it our own. Nice. So you 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 took it and ran with it. Um, and you bring up something really, really cool, too. If you have an idea... Uh, and you see something that inspires you, don't feel like you're going to steal it, especially these kind of foundations. They want to help you help your um, community wherever you are. So be brave like Lee. Reach out, ask questions, and ask for help there. Now, you have a couple of different um, 
groups, subgroups within this program. Uh, so we'll touch on each one of these. And of course, the natural one to uh, talk about first would be the uh, would be patients and and those of us with epilepsy. So uh, you had mentioned like types. So when you pair people together, is this like the type of um, side effects, the type of of epilepsy that they've been um, diagnosed with, or maybe even life experiences. Say me, for instance. Um, I mindfully developed when I was older age. I have a 15-year-old son, you know. Um, I'm in a, a particular situation that uh, people that had developed theirs in their late teens, early 20s might be in a different spot, as would people like you who were, who were diagnosed early on and had to grow up with it most all of their lives. So what takes precedence in this kind of thing with the patient aspect of it? Um, honestly, it's a little bit of everything you mentioned. It also depends on a group of mentors who are available. And I don't think I clearly defined what makes up a mentor and what's a mentee. So a mentor is often someone who has either had epilepsy for a while or whose seizures may be controlled or someone who's comfortable with it. And their seizures might not be controlled, but they're independent. They're okay talking about it and they want to share their experience and their positivity with someone else. Mentees are often people who are newly diagnosed or whose seizures may be uncontrolled at that time, <laughs> pointing at yourself, uh-huh. <laughs> and, or someone who just, you may have had it forever and you want someone else to talk to. And with our training, when we started, we had seven mentors that we trained. And the really interesting thing was they were all in the same age group. They were all about mid-30s to 40s at that time. And um, when we had mentees, I would just pair them up with, with whoever we had available, but based on seizure type, based on how long have you had it, is would you prefer to be paired with a male or female? Where do you live? Things like that. And then the second group we trained were all females in their early 20s. <laughs> and so it's just kind of we have to go with what you got. We're always looking for male mentors because we seem to have a lot of male mentees and guys often want to talk to guys, but if you can be open-minded, we can all help each other and teach each other no matter what gender or type of epilepsy we have. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that might be part of a social stigma, maybe like a lot of times mm -hmm. men are more uncomfortable with sharing some mm -hmm. of these emotions and stuff like that. Um, so that might be, be a part of it maybe some of it is generational you had mentioned how you have a different you seem to have a different set of um mentors and and training crew like each time the first time it was was 30s and 40s and then it's like predominantly younger females uh so this is a great chance to maybe let's get the word out and share um always looking for more maybe maybe more men in that that 20 something group, you know, um, kids, teenagers, uh, things like that, that would be great as well. That would be mm -hmm. great as well. Uh, so that's another thing you can do. You can, uh, if you're interested at all in being a mentor and helping out other people, uh, that are going through the same kind of struggles you are. And, uh, it's kind of like, I feel I, one of the reasons I started this is because I want 
other people's journey to be a little bit less sucky than mine was and is, you know, I want, I wanted to hopefully help people. So their journey in their ordeal isn't quite as difficult or confusing. And, um, I'm in no position to be a mentor, believe me. Uh, but yeah, let's send the call out. Those of you who are comfortable with it. And here's something else that you sparked in my head real quick is, and this applies to all the, the um, peer groups that, that we're going to talk about is that um, Lee and, and the people who are, who are working in this program, they'll take into respect any kind of anonymity that you so choose. You know, I mean, if you want to change your last name, you know, if, if you're Hank and you want to be called Bob for this session, I don't see any reason why not. And maybe you can open up later on once you, you develop a, a, more of a trust with them. Um, I'm just putting it out there, but that that's an extreme case. These guys are very sensitive to your needs, um, your comfort level and, uh, you know, your privacy, man. So it's, it's very much like I am too. It's, it's, I don't share information from this site. I don't sell information from this site. I have kept it apart from any kind of that, that join this Google search network BS. I, I can't do it. I'm not here to make money off of this. Um, and, and when you communicate with me, you don't have to tell me your real name. So remember that if it, reach out, reach out to the foundation epilepsycolorado.org. You can also come up, come to me and email um, seizures at seizuresalad.org or my other email address. You can find those on my website and um, reach out. We, we can put you in touch to where you're safe and comfortable and you don't have to feel like you're emotionally out on a cliff or anything like that. So that was kind of the lengthy aside. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, so that's our peer to peer group. Um, and it, that's really cool. Thank you for answering some of those questions because I was, I was a little wondering about that and mentors that have, were, were, uh, diagnosed later in life that, you know, what, when they were adult size, come and volunteer. Cause I could use your help, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, We've talked a little bit about the epileptics, new and experienced in this program. Um, and this also, mentees, please, please, you know, if you need the help, sign up. We're doing, She's doing her best to uh, do what she can for you. So don't feel that because there's a shortage that you have to, to not reach out. You need to reach out. So that's, that's very important as well. Um, I don't want to under... under state anything on that sense so thank you thank you for answering those questions lee now let's let's touch about some of the other peer groups uh that you were talking about because this is really cool we don't oftentimes think about the toll and um that that the people surrounding the epileptic goes through uh and and the emotional stuff the fear the concern um the family friends care caregivers uh let's start off with caregivers we've got those and we've got some other peer groups i'll let you take the wheel so tell us a little bit we'll, about the different peer groups and i'll let you just kind of go through the list and then i'll ask you some questions afterwards how about that perfect 
Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember, unexpect the expected, and that it's all in your head. <laughs>